0: Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome back for another episode. I'm Jackie, and this is A Quiet Divorce. So in the previous episode, I mentioned that this episode was going to be about the 80-20 rule, but I had another episode that I wanted to do first, and this is about manifesting. So today, ladies, we are going to be talking manifesting part two because in the, another episode, I did talk about how manifesting really helped me bring a lot of the goals and intentions that I had in my mind into my life, my physical reality. And I definitely used some of the more, I guess, traditional methods of let's say journaling journaling my intentions, all the things that I wanted presently in my life. And I definitely found it helpful. I mean, I love writing things down to do lists because I just like checking things off. And I feel like if I put pen to paper and I write things down, then it just becomes more within reach, I guess. So I also took on the method of kind of creating a vision board. And that really did help me. and added another layer of intention, thought from a more visual perspective. You know, now I can clearly see everything that I want, what I wanted to achieve, the things I wanted in my life. What do I want to accomplish? And when I did that, somehow it felt less intangible and more within reach because now I can see it when before it was simply in my head so today we are joined by manch a relationship and transformation coach who specializes in relationships and divorce and he is here today to give us a very very interesting perspective on manifesting and a new way to improve your you know state of mind and how to achieve what is very very possible And here he is.
1: As a a life coach who focuses on transformation and specifically relationship transformation, one of the most common scenarios I actually deal with is divorce. And in particular, one which is almost unexpected and comes after a long period of time. So I worked with multiple people who've been in 20, 30-year marriages and they've suddenly ended because one person has either cheated or decided that it's no longer for them. So they've been through a shift. And what inevitably happens is it leaves the other person feeling as though almost shocked and unable to really understand or reconcile what's happened. So there's this period of time where they really end up kind of going that into ashes in a sense and then having to rise out of them like that phoenix analogy we like to use a lot and one of the things we notice as well is that in terms of dealing with it the first thing is to actually gain that sense of closure by creating it yourself because when you're waiting for closure from the other person it's often like you're waiting for a train that's never coming and that actually triggers some things in the brain where because we've got an open loop, we can't stop thinking about it, and we're really waiting to hear what makes sense to us. So in terms of that initial transformation in a divorce, it's really important to create closure and understand that what's happened, happened, and the outcome is the closure in a sense. When we're going from that, we have to then think about how can you turn this around, and how can you make this something great for me? Now some people will look at manifestation, and one of the stereotypical ways that people look to manifest is to use affirmations, and it makes complete sense. Why not chant, I'm good enough, I will meet the right person, I'm attractive, I'll make a million dollars, I will find love. All these things, they make sense intuitively. From a scientific point of view though, what we know is that when you're in stressful situations, your brain is in amygdala activation, and that's your survival brain. the survival brain does not care about your quality of life it only cares about preservation of life so if the brain believes you're lying to it it's not going to listen to you and it's also going to find 101 reasons why you're wrong and so i think this is where traditional manifestation actually misguides people because you end up chanting things or reaffirming things that you don't actually believe an example of that would be i'm good enough i will definitely meet someone it's a lie because there's a certainty certainty to it that you don't actually know can be achieved but one way you can get around this is by simply shifting your language to what if And if you add that statement what if i'm good enough what if i am gonna meet someone what if new love is out there you're simply inquiring right you're not lying at any point and your amygdala can get on board with that and the more you do that, the more you ask these questions of what ifs, it's like throwing out bait into the universe and seeing what grabs onto it. And the more you practice, the more you get a good feeling from it and the more you change your inner environment and start to believe that the what if is an actual possibility. And so when I ask, when I work with clients around the manifestation progress process, sorry, I really get them to focus on five minutes a day of what if statements positive "what if statements so instead of what if everything goes wrong you think what if today is a great day what if today I actually meet someone what if today I make someone smile what if today I feel better what if today love comes towards me and if you practice that for five minutes a day every single day you will notice not only your inner world changing but the energy you bring to everyone around you will actually attract new things into your life and the way you can take this into even further to really put it into steroids, as they would say, is to add some self touch while you're doing that. So, even just rubbing your hands together or rubbing your shoulders or lightly touching your face, what we would call havening in my world, will actually generate oxytocin, dopamine, positive hormones, and actually suppress cortisol. And what that's allowing you to do is to feel even better while you make the statements downregulate your amygdala, upregulate your prefrontal cortex which is where your intelligence is, just leave you feeling better and it becomes an anchor like Pavlov's dogs, right? The more you do it, the better you feel, the more you're going to attract what you want. So that's my best advice on how you can use the manifestation progress and process and I think it's a lot better than just going to blanket statements, which you basically don't believe at that point. It's hard for you to believe. So just simple changes of using that what if statement and adding the touch can really make a huge difference.
0: Hello and welcome back. Thank you so, so much, Manj, for the amazing advice and just your methods on how to manifest a better, more intentional kind of outcome and do it in a more intentional way. And the what ifs and all the possibilities of what could happen, what can be and what will be. So let's end this episode with kind of a call to action what if I had a day with positive energy and a pay it forward type of energy? How can I pay it forward today? On that note, thank you so, so much again for tuning in. And I hope you found this episode interesting and helpful. We will be back next week with a new episode. Meet you back here next Friday. So until then, bye for now.